Hi, welcome to Cinema Critique. I'm Kobe Davenport. This week's episode is about The Florida Project. I would recommend you watch the movie before listening because there will be spoilers throughout the entire episode and honestly it's just an incredible movie. It's currently available on Netflix and Amazon Prime for free, so please do yourself a favor and go watch it. But first, a brief introduction. The Florida Project was released in 2017 and was written, directed, and edited by Sean Baker. The movie follows a six-year-old girl named Mooney, played by Brooklyn Prince, and explores her life living in a motel outside of Disney World. Throughout the film, Mooney goes on adventures with her friends while her mother, played by Bria Vanity, struggles to raise her. The movie was met with critical acclaim upon launch, including Willem Dafoe being nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars. The movie currently has a 96% Rotten Tomatoes score, however it made under $6 million in its domestic run. One of the things that makes Florida Project so great is the way the story is told. Um, the entire movie is told from the kid's perspective. And as a result, the motel feels exciting and adventurous as the kids explore it and find ways to entertain themselves, rather than viewing it as the rundown place that the adults see it as. Um, and this allows for the audience to get a whole new perspective on the entire idea of poverty and these people living out in motels, because it's not just portrayed as this very negative experience, because from... Mooney's perspective, it's a very exciting place to live, and she doesn't know anything else. This has contributed a lot to how the plot of the movie comes about, because the movie doesn't feel like it actually has a plot for a lot of it. It's just the kids exploring and playing and seeing their everyday lives. However, by paying attention, we can see in the background the way that Haley struggles as a mother to raise Mooney and her shift into prostitution later in the movie. And we can also see the way that Bobby is trying to protect all of the residents of the motel and the children. But this isn't something that is directly told to us. It's not something that we directly see because this is not something that Mooney is aware of. And as a result, it makes it so the audience is much more aware of all the subtle problems in the motel while Mooney isn't and it makes for a very compelling story um, and in this way the movie story is clearly able to make a social commentary on the struggles of being able to sustain yourself and a child while in poverty despite not being the focus of the plot because watching the kids explore and play is engaging enough on their own the kids carry this story very well but the more subtle story in the background adds so much nuance to the story and gives it this extra depth that a lot of movies don't have. Uh, and I think in general, the reason this movie is so compelling and the story is so compelling is because of the characters, right? Mooney as a protagonist is so compelling because of the way she approaches the world around her. Everything is an adventure and excitement to her, and her experiences throughout the movie are just so different than most of the viewers will have ever experienced. And adding on to that, Brooklyn Prince's performance is incredible and it's probably the best child acting I've ever seen. Um, when it comes to child actors, most of the time, they are not very good and that's because kids don't inherently know how to act. And it takes a lot of work from the director to get kids to a point where they can act, right? And to get around this, Sean Baker took the approach of having all the kid actors simply go out and live their lives. They would go out to the environments that these are being filmed at, and they would be told, you know, just go do this. Make sure you refer to each other by your names in the movie. And in doing so, the kids have genuine interactions with each other. A lot of scenes have the kids just walking from place to place or talking or playing with each other, and this feels so genuine because it is genuine. This is genuinely how the children were interacting with each other and talking, and it makes it feel 
so believable and true as opposed to trying to teach a kid how to act like something is happening. Uh, what adds on to this even more is that the, ch the other children, except for Mooney, along with all of the other actors in the movie, except for Willem Dafoe, are all actually from the motels that they're filming at. Um, and what makes this so good is that a lot of them are not acting like they're putting on a character for the movie obviously but they're not actually acting because this is their life this is how they live on a daily basis and it gives such a genuine approach to the movie that having a bunch of big name actors wouldn't necessarily have um even Willem Dafoe when he was preparing for his role was staying in the motels weeks beforehand and stayed there all through filming and this is what allows for Bobby to be such a complex character. And he's actually my favorite character in the movie because of this. He's He very easily could have approached this as a stereotypical manager to a building and have been very strict about the way he enforces everything and be in it for the money. But instead, it's clear that he does care about everyone living there, right? This comes across in so many subtle scenes where... It's just obvious that he wants to be able to help everyone living there and protect the children while still sustaining himself and his own livelihood. Um, and it's just such a powerful role watching him try and protect and raise these children along with helping make sure that everyone in the motel is okay while also having to be the bad guy in charge. And I think that Willem Dafoe, in the way he approached this role, is just incredible, and he absolutely should have been nominated for Supporting Actor. Another character that's really complex and good throughout this movie is Haley, right? Because she does clearly love Mooney, and she's trying to support her and raise her. However, she's also a drug addict. Um, she's also a prostitute, and these are normally roles that we view as wrong like very clearly wrong and it is right in this movie Haley is not a fantastic person by any means it's just that we can also see how much she loves Mooney and is raising her right and one of the questions you walk away from with this movie is what does it take to be a good parent right because Mooney was not in a good situation right she was not put in good situations Haley at sometimes was very neglectful of Mooney even, right? She's just exploring on her own. She easily burns down a house, could have gotten kidnapped, like all of these problems. But at the end of the day, Mooney's also being fed. She has a roof over her head and Haley clearly loves her. And this sort of nuance and this approach to parenting is one that's not often explored, but it's a very fascinating take on the story. And Bria Veneti has never acted before, which is what makes this so much more impressive because she just feels so genuine. Um, the director, if I remember correctly, just sort of found her on Instagram and like DM'd her asking her to be in the movie because he felt that she would be able to do the role justice. And she did. She absolutely nails the role. And it's just incredible because her, along with almost every other actor in the movie, has never acted before. And the fact that the movie still comes across so believable and with such phenomenal acting is truly impressive. I think it's also really interesting to look at the directing of this movie because Sean Baker approaches it in a way that I've never really seen done before. But before we get into his crazier techniques, we'll start off with some of the basics. 
So first off, he uses a lot of long shots throughout the entire movie with very few cuts during the scenes, right? Whereas most movies will have cuts in between characters or will have different cuts to increase tension or um, excitement, make it more dynamic. Instead, what Sean Baker does is have these very precise scenes where there isn't any cuts. And this includes dialogue scenes where most dialogue scenes in movies will have coverage um, and that's how they film it, where there will be multiple cameras on every character with different camera angles, and then the editor can just sort of piece it together however works. But instead, it's very clear that it was like one shot for all of these scenes, because a lot of these dialogue scenes don't cut, and when they do, it's only once or twice. And instead, this adds to this the realism that's being built up throughout the movie, because these conversations feel very genuine, because they aren't being spliced together. Along with that, he uses a lot more static or panning shots throughout the movie rather than quick dynamic shots, which grounds the movie really well. Because, well, most movies are trying to, as I said earlier, sort of build up the energy, right? This movie takes a very slow pace with it, right? We have still shots or we have slow panning shots and it's not quick shots or like, you know, cameras that are all over the place and everything. It feels like the movie is taking a very precise approach to the subject matter and in doing so it brings out the realism and the emotion that comes with the acting rather than trying to force any kind of action into the movie. Um, along with that, something that I think is really interesting is that the camera is almost always at eye level with the children rather than making sure all the characters are shown in the shot, right? Well, most movies, you know, you never want to be cropping characters' heads out of the scene because of the camera angle, or having it be like the main characters that are interacting in a part of the scene aren't actually being shown. Um, Baker instead makes sure that the children are always at the center of the shot because they are the focus of the movie. And so what this means is that we'll have a minute-long scene of Mooney and Haley walking down the street, and Haley, from the neck up, is not in the shot. Right? Because we only need to see how Mooney is reacting to what's happening and not necessarily what Haley is doing. Right? And this is even shown where a lot of the scenes that we're seeing are only scenes that the children would be aware of. Right? So any like dialogue scenes like at the doorway of their like motel rooms will often be filmed still from the child's perspective. Um, right? So it'll be Mooney reacting to Haley and Bobby discussing something, right? And in doing so, the audience sees Mooney and she is very clearly the center of the story, but the audience also gets the awareness of what is happening in this other sort of subplot that's happening at the same time. And it makes it feel like as the audience, we are both experiencing Mooney's life while also being aware of things that she is not. Um... Now, one of the weirder things that Baker does with this movie is not have any music until the very end, right? And this is this is something that I feel like it's very subtle because the way the movie approaches this, um, like, the movie makes up for the lack of music in the acting and in the storytelling. And so you don't even necessarily notice the lack of music, but music is often used in movies to ensure that the emotion carries through. Right? Because if your acting and your directing aren't necessarily completely effective, then you need the audience engaged in another way, which is often music. But instead, Baker has no music, which means that the acting alone has to carry the emotion, which luckily it does in this case. Um, 
it really helps the movie feel mundane, which I know sounds sort of negative, but I mean that in the best way possible, because this these are the everyday lives of the people living there, and as a result, the lack of music makes it so this doesn't necessarily feel special. We aren't being cued in if something's about to happen or cued in if something is important. Everything is just the way that Mooney is experiencing the world. Um... And I think going into that, most movies directed from a kid's perspective use music and grand camera angles, even like CGI, to represent a child's emotion. But Baker instead depicts the world really the way it is, right? We don't have these exaggerated camera shots. We don't have music. We don't have CGI, right? And so instead, we just have the way the world really is. And then we are able to then, because of Mooney's acting and because of the focus of the directing on Mooney, we are able to see the way that Mooney interprets the world around her. Um, in general, though, I think Baker did an incredible job on this movie. Um, I think, if anything, there's one shot in the entire movie I don't like, which is at the very end, while Haley is screaming about how Mooney is being taken away from her, and it zooms in on her mouth before cutting to Mooney running away. And, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't really, it doesn't really mesh well with me. So I think that's my one criticism of all the directing. But yeah, overall, it's just an incredible job. As I said earlier, the movie, for a large portion of it, doesn't necessarily feel like it has a plot, right? At least definitely not until the second half, until, like, the house is burned down. But before then, it's just the kids exploring. And I think that's what makes it, when the story all comes together in the end, so impactful, right? Because we've seen all these little pieces being sort of built up to it. We have Haley's um, deteriorating relationship with Ashley. We have Haley going into prostitution. We have... All these sort of things throughout it, along with constant references to child services by the various characters in the movie. And so this ending of, like, Mooney finally being taken away is very impactful, and the build-up feels very natural. Um, Mooney being taken away in the end is so powerful because we understand that while she isn't living in great conditions, we can also tell that Haley is still trying her best to raise her, right? And it really, the ending makes us question what it really takes to be a good parent, and whether Mooney is actually better off being put in foster care rather than staying with Haley. And I don't know, for me at least, that's a message that really has stuck with me, and that sort of question is one that really, I think, was effective and impactful. Um, the ending also just makes me cry, which is a rare thing while watching movies, um, both because of the story, but also Brooklyn Prince's acting. Um, in the end, when she runs away to like say goodbye to Jancy, and... The actress, she's, like, sobbing, and she's clearly devastated while trying to say goodbye. But, of course, she's a six-year-old. She doesn't necessarily know how to say goodbye. And just in general, the acting in this scene is just so powerful. I genuinely don't know how you have a six-year-old cry on command like that. Like, it's still something that, like, I'm not sure any normal director could have happen right? Like, it seriously takes a lot of talent as a director to work with your actors well enough to get them to that point. So I'm incredibly impressed by that, and it always is very impactful when I watch this movie. Um, and then I think after that, the sudden shift in style during the final scene um, sort of shows off the imaginative sequences that we've been watching the characters experience throughout the movie but now from their point of view right so we do get the music that i mentioned earlier right for the first time in the movie we actually have a score that is playing in the background and it's sort of overwhelming the camera is suddenly like handheld it's very like shaky cam almost um 
and it's following the cameras or the characters in a very dynamic way, right? We are actually having cuts in the scenes that aren't necessarily showing the characters moving from place to place where throughout the entire rest of the movie, we do get extended shots of just the characters going from place to place to show their movement, right? And in general, the directing in this shot sort of shows and emphasizes they have like this one last imaginary adventure before Mooney is actually taken away. Right. Um, but I do think the ending is slightly controversial. Um, a few people, when they've watched it, I've, you know, talked to them about it afterwards and they mentioned that they don't really understand what's happening in the final scene, which I think is understandable. The directing shift is very clear, but I feel like the actual like shift in the story sort of comes out of nowhere. And a lot of people feel like this is something that is really happening. I don't know, maybe that's up for interpretation, but like to me it's very clear that this is their imagination. They're imagining being able to run away and finally be able to like go to Disney World, a place that they sort of live on the outskirts of, but it's not accessible to them. And so I feel like this ending it's just so powerful to me because it it shows the way the children are trying to escape having to say goodbye because they can't really comprehend the actual implications of Mooney leaving probably forever and so it's just an incredibly powerful ending to me. Overall this is one of my favorite movies ever if not my actual favorite and it's a movie that makes me feel something every time I watch it. I think the story blends perfectly with the acting and directing to be a very compelling movie and it's the first movie I recommend whenever people ask for recommendations because I feel like it can really just speak to everyone. I'm really upset that it normally doesn't get the recognition it deserves, but with it now being on Netflix and Amazon Prime, I'm really hoping that more people are able to experience this movie. Thank you for listening. This episode of Cinema Critique was written and edited by Kobe Davenport. The producer is Jack Rosenberg. Our theme was written and performed by Danny Seligman, and the cover art for the podcast was created by Matt Gallagher.